When was the last time we did this? It's been a long time, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Lucha World Podcast. This is Vandal, the, the love handle Drummond, with Alfredo Esparza. And Alfredo, we were just asking each other, when was I the lo- last time we did this? I love how every time we do the show, we promise to do it more often. Yeah. And we never we do it even less, less often. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to make a promise that we'll do the show whenever we feel like, yeah, whenever we want. Maybe we'll do it. Well, definitely this will be the last one for this year. For this year, yeah. yeah this is the year-end show. Yeah, this uh, will be the year-end show. We should actually do it like a what we expect for the for 2014. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> less, less. I'm... I'm, I'm so off the charts this is actually like a, a slam and stand episode is this is one episode where i have seen not only have i seen absolutely no lucha for a good month uh i've seen almost no television for a, you definitely a, haven't watched any like raw or um no WWE. no nothing nothing no tna <laughs> i haven't watched any tna <laughs> for two years tna is like that's not even on your radar you know not even yeah. close yeah um w- we are in the process of moving uh, to Claremont. We're actually in our new home, but there's. I'm a, not moving. I just want yeah, people to know. I'm yeah, not that's moving. a part I forgot to yes. say. We are hill. We are hill. We are, we, we are hill from Walnut here. No, we are here <laughs> in the engineering studio of Walnut Kills, California, which is right between Walnut and Claremont. Claremont, I love where how I you live said now. Walnut. Wellnut, yeah. <laughs> Wellnut. What do I call Claremont now? Clearmont. We'll Clearmont. call it Clearmont. Yes. Yes. Uh, so this is like an old Slam and Stand episode where I come in and say, I haven't watched anything. Let's talk about wrestling. And so what we're going to do is we are going to talk wrestling, but Alfredo will be giving you probably 90% of the information here. Well, you know, the thing about doing a podcast is that you just need somebody else to like just like – bounce ideas it's, off of. And it's you know, no fun... Com- have a conversation with. And it's no fun talking yeah, to, talk yourself. to yourself. It just, it just sounds weird, you know? <laughs> and it's not like we don't talk to ourselves every so often, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, in, in fact, I can't, I can't remember the exact quote, but, uh, you know, to mark the passing of the actor Peter O'Toole, who died, yeah, died. at 81. Three people died that day, too. Yeah, that's right. Ray uh, Price, I think. Ray Price and uh, Joan Severance. Joan Severance? Isn't that who? Wait, am I get? I'm, I'm I'm getting the name wrong. Yeah, I think. probably got the name wrong. No, no, I am getting the name wrong. Because she's young, isn't she? Joan the one from, wasn't she the one from? Uh, no, Joan Fontaine. That's yeah, what I'm Joan talking. Severance was the one from yeah. uh, the Hulk Hogan movie. Billy movie. Jack, uh, Tom Laughlin died. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but, uh, wasn't Joan Severance the the one from uh, that Hulk Hogan? Movie? Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm screwing up. I, hot, I meant Joan Fontaine. Yeah. Boy, am I! I'm getting old. I say that every episode, but it's true. Mixing up names, oh, I and I guess, and I guess, I guess Tom Laughlin doesn't really count as an actor. Uh, he played Billy Jack, and that's kind of different than acting. <laughs> was it that bad? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Apologies to all you Billy Jack fans. I but, never watched that. Show. Oh boy, did those suck. Yeah. Uh, I only watch good television. <laughs> well, <laughs> different strokes. <laughs> well, there's a great, there's a great Peter O'Toole quote. Uh, Actually, the, uh, is a movie he was in called The Ruling Class, which actually was a crappy movie, but he was very, very good in it. And it's uh, this uh, movie where he's delusional and thinks he's God. And, you know, this is in reference to talking to yourself. They say, how do you know you're God? And he says, well, I, I figured it out. I I would start praying, and every time I'm praying, I realized I'm talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Peter O'Toole. Last show we did was what? 
late September? Early I think October? so. I think so. Because right? I, 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 I was going to Vegas and you were moving. Was it the one where we covered the anniversary yeah. show? And we we covered that like late. Yeah, we did. Totally. <laughs> we waited like a month later like because we were trying to make sure everybody came back from Mexico. Yeah. So. We're, rarely imita- we're rarely imitated, never duplicated. Yeah. Uh, I even did a Lucha podcast with Conan. Like, yes, I even, heard about that. Yeah, you didn't. Even I want talk. to hear that. Yeah, it was one of those. I, I think they. I think it was who was it? Rob Bihari, mm-hmm. Doctor Lucha, Steve Sims, and myself, and and then Conan as the host. But it was like, how was it? How was it? Was it? Good. It was good. I mean, like, Rob getting cut off every couple of minutes off of Skype. That was. <laughs> although, like I told Conan, one of us was gonna was gonna have phone problems, but um. It was weird because um, Conan calls me up and he's like, "Hey, yo, this is K Dog," <laughs> and, and I laughed. I laughed. I actually admit I laughed because I mean, you know, how old's Conan? At least fifty. He's got uh, probably late forties. I'd 40s. say, yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you know, he makes fun of like Macho Man Randy Savage and all these people like for for being in character, being all, the character time. all the time on his show, and he says that on the show, and like he calls you up and he's like, "Hey, yo, it's K Dog." <laughs> But I mean, I understand because I mean, if you would have said it's Carlos, I would have been like, "Who the who's that?" Yeah, or like whatever. I would have been like, "Who's who's that?" But that that actually was pretty entertaining, you know, busting um, Doctor Lucha's balls on um, Triple A. <laughs> the <laughs> that, AAA, that's always good. That's yeah, Triple A coming in uh, 2014, which we're still like, we'll see. We got to put betting odds on. Yeah, it. well, I, yes. you know, they did say that they were going to run a show on during the summer. Mm-hmm. They did say that. Yes, that never happened. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, we'll see. I, yeah. hope that, I hope they do come. But, yeah, it does seem like frequently promised, but yeah. never, so far never delivered. Yeah. Um, There's a lot that happened. Um, well, actually, we should talk about the... Since a lot has happened, like, in the last two months, because we haven't done a show. But um, the passing, of, the passing El, of El Brasso. That, you know, of, uh, as far as wrestlers that I didn't personally know, that was the saddest news I heard since when... Remember when we had heard that Emilio Charles passed away? Yeah, that was during a podcast. Yes, right during I, a slam and that was Dr. Lucha was on the show, too, that day. Yes. Because I broke the news to Dr. Lucha. I was really... Yeah, that... They started doing research that during that hour. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, the El Brasso one really bummed me out. Yeah. I mean, Brasso's really the good first... Guy. Apparently a really nice guy and everything. I, yeah. I've heard all three Brasso's were really wonderful people. I mean, everybody I know who's worked with them just say you don't meet a nicer trio. You know, um, one of the shows of Tercera Caída, they did a they did an interview with um, Solar. Mm-hmm. Not to go off subject on Brasso, right. but this kind of has something to do with Brasso. And Solar, you remember you always told me the story of um, Tiger Mask? And how he, yes. broke, he broke his, um, he injured him during a match. Yeah, and he just looked pissed off that Solar yeah. couldn't work. Solar told the story. Oh, no way. I'm, I'm eager to hear this. Yeah, so he told the story about um, t- working with Tiger Mask, and they, because they were asking him, oh, you got to work with Tiger Mask mm-hmm. and all this stuff, like really happy. Because these guys are, the Tercera Caída crew's really big. They're big, diehard lucha wrestling fans. Like they know they their know history. Their shit. They know their shit. So they're asking him about it. It's like, yeah, you know, Tiger Mask. Satoru Sayama, he's like talking about this stuff. He's like, great guy and all this stuff. And he's like, he broke my clavicle in that match. And he's like, and he acted like a total dick about it. So he's like, so Solar was saying that he walked to the back. Mm-hmm. And as he's walking to the back, Brasso and Brasso de Oro were his seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, Bra- not Brasso, Brasso de Plata. Brasso de Plata and Brasso de Oro were his seconds. And Brasso de Plata was so pissed off at how Tiger Mass reacted 
to how he mm-hmm. uh, how he injured Solar. It's like he didn't even apologize or anything. <sighs> so Brasso de Plata wanted to go kick his ass. Wow. So they had to restrain him from going to kick his ass. So I was like, I was like, holy shit, yeah. And he's like, he said, yeah, Brasso. There goes Porky trying to go kick his ass. Like people don't realize how what a badass Porky, Porky is. is. Oh, yeah, so so he was talking about that. He's like, they calmed him down. He's like, because um, I guess the next um, t- uh, Fujinami show, um, mm-hmm. the Legend show in in January 2014, um, Solar is going to wrestle for the first time since that time. Satoru Sayama. No way. Yeah. So they asked him if he's crossed paths path with him since he travels to um, Japan. He's like. Yeah, you know, you say hi and that's it. But it's like, it's like I don't talk to the guy. I don't blame him. I, like, I don't talk to the guy. Th- that was that was the turning point when I was no no longer a Sayama fan. I yeah. I dug Sayama. He was one of my yeah. faves, and I I was one of those people in '83 who was watching the April Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask show over and over. I liked it so much, and one, yeah, just how callous it is. Uh, he was just to be to show in the ring how pissed off that yeah. this guy's hurt. Two, if it was somebody like Fujinami, he would he would do something to make it look like yeah, like just cover him or do yeah, exactly, like, just cover him. End it, you know. Yeah, I mean, Fujinami's a guy who who had wrestled with with a broken wrist and uh, just had somebody working his other arm. Yeah, and he was saying Solar was saying that he it hurt. He's like mm-hmm. it really hurt. He's like yeah. He's like, I don't think people realize I was wrestling that match in pain and like I could barely raise my arm up and he's like I think he missed like two he mentioned he missed like two months mm-hmm. or something like that I can't remember I can't, but he did miss some time and I was saying like he never felt like he didn't feel like that guy was very professional like no he, was he wasn't happy with tire mask. he wasn't yeah he wasn't very pleased with tire well and same same thing if uh sometimes the were the other guy's work wasn't up to par tiger mask would just kind of not work yeah and it's like the wrestlers i admire who are somebody who can take somebody who cannot work and somehow make that guy look good yeah. you know it's and, yeah you know there's a lot of people who've been watching re-watching a lot of um tiger mm-hmm. mask stuff and they're kind of like finding out that he wasn't as good masawa was yeah, the he, best tiger mask yeah, he wasn't he wasn't as good as you once you watch him again and you're you're watching it more as a as somebody who understands more about pro wrestling, yeah, and you kind of see, eh, there's like some, but I think you could understand the value he had in. The oh, business. totally. He, could, he really did. He really did have an impact in pro wrestling and all. Oh, and 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 before I saw that particular match, I was a huge Sayama fan. Yeah. I mean, I just love seeing the entrance. I, I had never seen a wrestler yeah, when you hit see, the ring to such fanfare. When you look at the overall package, is what mm-hmm. you see. Like, because I was I was going through that. I think. Remember that Super Luchas magazine that you brought? The one that's the 100th issue. Yes, it's um, it's it covered the from 1963 to 1993, mm-hmm. the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yes, in Mexico, and they have Tiger Mask in, on there, like very highly rated. And they were talking about how he like had an impact. And so I'm like, I wonder if they redid that if they would change their opinion <laughs> on it because it, it also was a lot of like a lot of the listing was a lot of um based on the person's opinion, right? So it's like it, there's like some wrestlers that you're like, who is this guy? Like Javier Escobedo. Javier Escobedo, he, he he's somebody who died like when he was young, years old. when he was like, a kid. Yeah. He was the son of a wrestler called El Oso Negro. Oso Negro, yeah, yeah. He was getting a huge push, and if I remember correctly, I think it was 1965. I don't think he even saw his 18th birthday. Kind of like a yeah, because I was looking at his, I was looking through his um, bio, and it's like I think he. He had to have started wrestling like at 16 years old, and must have had like this Im- insane impact to be in the top. Oh, he was to getting be in the a- top 100. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can't. I don't think I don't think 
It would have had. He would have had to have been like this huge draw to like really. Yeah. Because I don't think I. I would think it might be time. more of a sentimental yeah. placing. Well, when you start looking at the list, you start realizing. Yeah. I mean, he had the killer in the top one hundred. I mean. Oh there's, dear. There's and he has like six women in it, so it's like yeah, there's a little bit. The too killer, much the killer in the top one hundred of yeah. all time. Oh dear. It's between nineteen thirty three and nineteen ninety three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's like a lot of people. So I, I'm going to write about yeah. it and look through it. Well, it, the, the Javier Escobedo is similar to like if I I did a list and I did a sentimental one to uh, Sangre India who uh, some guy, you know, yeah, he, he was yeah. a guy on the upswing. And I think a listing like that is is just kind of a, a, a ranking of somebody doing, who somebody who they thought would have would yeah. hit it big. You know, but if but you're didn't. doing a legitimate all-time luchador list, he's not on the list. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Like, but there's a lot of guys. There's a lot. I think there's probably more people on the list that you're looking at. I was like, yeah, that guy doesn't belong on the mm-hmm. list. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Well, the uh, Brasso is on the list too, so deservedly get, yeah. so, deservedly so, um, so. There was actually going to be a bunch of tri- there's going to be another tribute tribute show for him on Wednesday in Arena Querétaro, mm-hmm. but there was one, I think in mid November. I think was that yes. around the time he passed away. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, they did one, and there was going to be um, AAA CMLL wrestlers going to wrestle on the show, and uh, CMLL basically told all the wrestlers that they couldn't work the show. Oh Jesus. So all those wrestlers showed up. Mm-hmm. So they God this, bless them. So they they did autographs, but they didn't wrestle. Right. So then they were asking all these guys why they couldn't wrestle. I was like, we really don't know. So they all looked. They all ended up taking the the heat. Um, the guy who took the heat was Brasso de Oro. Wow. He said that there was some sort of um, communication problem. Mm-hmm. So he said, I take full uh, full responsibility for for the mistake and everything. I'm like, yeah, he probably. I'm guessing there was more to it. Than well, as cool they at least showed up and signed some autographs. Promoters yeah. can be such dicks. Yeah. Especially for a guy who was who had an impact in all the oh, promotions. I mean, this is a guy. Yes. Who, this, isn't, this isn't like like if you're gonna do a, a tribute for like Electroshock or somebody. This like is that. a classic trio. Who, this who, is who one was of like in one promotion, and you're like, oh, you're gonna do it because he was a friend of yours. You're not. You can't do it. You know, in the country, like, in the country yeah. where there's a lot of families in wrestling. This is one of the top ten families. This I mean, is half, like there's like six rust. There's like five or six wrestlers in each in each throughout the the territory, like the promotions and all that that are wrestling in within those. Yes, promotions. I mean like Brasso. I think what is it? La Mascara, Brasso de Plata, mm-hmm. Brasso de Oro still works with or has some sort of involvement with CMLL. Um, Maximo, mm-hmm. Goya Kong. And I'm sure there's somebody else within the fan of that. Oh God, there has yeah. to be. I bet you there's. <laughs> I bet you there's a dozen we don't know about. I mean, it just there's yeah. so much family. They know. had the whole family. They had like a couple of the relatives on mm-hmm. one of the shows, and apparently there's like another Brasso coming up too. Like cool, a, like a 15 year old or 14 year old that's coming up too. We could be coming. Near, <laughs> we could be coming near a fourth generation wrestler. I still at some remember point. My, yeah. my idea for a gimmick to do like Brasso de Noodles. <laughs> An incredibly strange wrestling show. I, I just put like the most <gasps> Brasso de Noodles looking, looking like just give it to a skinny guy. And I love it. Have him be Brasso de Noodle. <laughs> but um, yeah, they they just made like this big old deal. Like Triple A did a tribute for him on on their show after that. Also, that's nice. Yes. So I think CML did a a, a ten count and all that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, still that you're doing a tribute show, show to help the family out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. The other news was Amijo um, Santo retiring. This could be some of the biggest news we hear in a while. Yeah. Now... Temporarily retiring. Is this... Now, I know it, he... Is he having surgery or is this just an He's injury? He's having surgery. Okay. He's having surgery. Um, he... He mentioned... I think it's a, It's one of the... 
disc on the, in the spine. I don't, I don't, yes. I don't really know. And I'm not. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know exactly <laughs> what it is. But um, he basically said that he talked to a do- uh, a doctor in Mexico City, and he got a second opinion in Tijuana mm-hmm. because Rey Mysterio Senior asked him to just see his doctor, yeah. his specialist. So, um, but he said he's going to do it. He's going to do it, and um, and basically Rey Mysterio told him he if he if he has surgery, he should just call it a career. It's, yes, because Ray Mysterio was saying that he doesn't want him to be in a wheelchair like him, because mm-hmm. he had—I guess—he must have had the similar problem, and he ignored doctors, and he ended up in a wheelchair. That's a shame. Yeah, I mean, so. it sounds like a stone cold thing where stone yeah, cold. Yeah, he was at a point where he, he has a wife that actually had a career, and he's had a career. You know, it's not. Yeah, why? Why not? You know, why just ride on your laurels when you're hurt? And and he you, could live off the name too. Yes, yes, time. you know. Yeah. I mean, all those autograph signings and all that stuff. <laughs> the shops, all those gimmicks. I think a week before he retired, there was somebody who was making fun of um, all the all the merchandise. He was like, I can't remember who it was, but somebody was making jokes about like like putting like little keychains and all this stuff. They were just making fun of all this stuff. But um, yeah, he's he's temporarily retiring. They basically had to rebook all these other shows. I don't mm-hmm. know what what's going to happen with this promotion. I'm guessing this promotion is going to end up continuing in some form. I, I'm, I'm amazed it's still hanging on. I mean, I know he's... Well, there's a money mark behind it, so mm. I'm guessing that's what... For a money mark to last this long, though, it... it they is... don't run that often, though, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Still, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of an attraction to, like, running a wrestling show. Yeah. For a money mark, especially. Yeah. Know. Is it different in Mexico? Because I know... The way I've always seen it work, working here is there'll be the money mark, and they're looking at doing it for the long term, and they get really disillusioned when they see how the wrestlers are just trying to fleece them <laughs> yeah. and realizing it's harder than it looks. I think there's some people who go through it, and that happens, and they like regret doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's like – I've noticed there's a lot of new guys coming out, like the, the guy who runs the RCH group and um, the mm-hmm. people who run Chilanga Mask. Those are guys who actually legit like wrestling. So they have right. a bit more of a passion, a passion for, for, for it. business and stuff like that. Plus, they're booking it more of a. They're making. They're doing it more of a. There's more of an understanding of what the business is. Mm-hmm. Like the RCH guy is actually like doing big shows, like yes, like dream shows. But the, the Chilanga Mask guy is using a lot of independence. He's coming up with dream matches. Like he's he. They're basically doing what um we what the U.S. promotion started doing like back in 2001, 2002. Remember like um, MPW when they first did that? Yes. Because, I mean, a lot of people forget um, Roland Alexander passed away also. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. He was actually There's one another of the first passing. people who did the, the whole all-star type of promotions. That's true. Which led to the Ring king of, Honor, of the indies. That led, led to Ring of Honor. And then you had MPW that led to PWG. Because, I mean, PWG Yeah, the, the of king of indies, that. I mean, he took a financial bath on it, but it... It was the talk of the town at the time, yeah. and yeah, it a I lot of people. Yeah, the people. A lot of people emulated what he was doing yeah. in some form or another. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I was very sad to hear he passed away. I wasn't surprised. I know his health had been bad for quite some like time. Diabetes, didn't he? Or something? Diabetes, and I remember I was uh, uh, chatting with him and Ed Moretti's wife, and you know they, they had been old friends, and he was talking about having sleep apnea and. Ooh. You know, having diabetes, sleep apnea, a lot of things. I mean, if he's a big guy, right? Like a, he's a, yeah, yeah, he was, he was, and uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, man, he he really uh, he he made a great contribution. He's, yeah, he's somebody that I mean did a lot. Yes, and you kind of kind of it's kind of sad that he's probably somebody who, like the bigger promotions won't like honor or anything like that. Well, nah, like, even, like, yeah, you know, 
fans will forget about him at some point. Or yeah, no, that... have, like you have a certain. The good thing is that there's a lot of fans nowadays that keep the history running. So exactly about these guys. Like, exactly, that's, that's the one positive. Yeah, he'll he'll. I mean, yeah, he won't have a huge mention in history, but yeah, yeah he deserves. Yeah, he'll be remembered. His name deserves to yeah. be in there. He he. Uh, and he as long got... as Ring of Honor's around, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could always. We could always bring up that he was one of the he was one of the influences to that. Right. <laughs> we'll skip the other one. We'll skip the other guy. That's right. Other yeah. <laughs> I don't have to. Mi- I don't have to mention the initials. The other asshole who ran Ring of Honor. Just, just mention something like yeah. within two hundred feet yeah. of an elementary school. Yeah. Uh, keep him away. Yeah. From um, now, now Angel de Oro is hurt, right? Yeah, he's out for six to eight months. Um, torn ACL, torn MCL. He's oh, the Derrick Rose man. of pro wrestling. Poor guy. You don't know who Derrick Rose is. Huh? No, I do not. My goodness, Kurt. Um, Derrick, Derek, oh, Playboy Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose plays basketball for the Chicago Bulls. Okay, does he bleach his hair like Buddy Rose? He has, I think he just has um, like really short hair. Like Okay, tell, barely him, tell him to grow the hair out, start eating pies <laughs> instead of chicken. <laughs> Apple and cherry pies. Well, if he keeps getting injured, he's probably going to have to sit around and eat. Like, but it would look so cool. Depression, depression will do that to him. Yeah, it'd be, it looks so cool having a Playboy, Playboy Buddy Rose Playboy basketball. basketball yeah, 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 I, I like think, it. I think that's um, that's going to be some other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's out for um, six to eight months, so he's probably going to be back what summertime. Okay, going to miss him. You know the, like him. Well, you know he's he he's been in, injured in and out for the last couple of like two years, I think. Because he looked real, like, I mean, come on, this guy went from being, like, the guy who they wanted to be the next Sin Cara. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mystico, <laughs> the next Sin Cara. We'll get Sin Cara, Mystico, Sin Cara, whatever. The next Mystico. So, like, and him turning it down to, like, suddenly being, like, this dude who just, like, he's just fallen off the map. Like, he's yeah. just, and, you know, he's, he's not that, I don't know, he's, he's, do you like him? You like him as a I like him, you like yeah. Him? I like him a lot. I don't picture him soaring to the like, top. I don't want to, like, get into all this, because I, I, I kind of, like, mentioned the Ijo Fantasma mm-hmm. Did he host Fantasma? Did we do a podcast before he hosted? Yes, we did. Life? I think he was. I think. I think he was leaving as we yeah. mentioned it. <laughs> I think he was on the verge. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of grouped him with. Mm-hmm. He, I the I kind of grouped with the host Fantasma guys who are just like good, but they're not guys who you're gonna like really build around. No, I like him a lot, but I don't. I, I don't picture. Yeah, I picture him being a good mid card, or yeah. I don't picture him being. I mean, when you look at CML, your guys that you really want to watch are Titan, Mascara yeah. Dorada, Sombra, mm-hmm. Girl Maya Junior, Ray Cometa. Those are guys. Those are Guerrero Maya Junior. Those are like the five or six guys. I think. Oh, these guys. Are I cool. mean, Guerrero Maya Junior is one. I think that they should be pushing a lot harder. Yeah. In my Rush. opinion, Rush is obviously, but I he mean, rocks. But I don't. I don't. I don't come put Rush in that group because Rush is like not like a high flyer. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like the guys who could do high flying. Yes, but they're like so much more. They do more than the high flying. They can actually have like a. They're just not a uh, spot bunch. Yeah, yeah. Like whereas Hijo de Fantasma and um, mm-hmm. Angel de Oro. Are more like La Mascara is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I can't stand La Mascara, but you know, <laughs> I think it's just he, I see so many of his matches. Yeah, and Sombra's still, I think, my fave of the whole bunch. No, my favorite now is Titan. Titan. Is it really? Yeah, he's awesome. You got to watch his match with Averno. It should be on YouTube. Oh, okay, I'll it's look really for good. that. Like, the third fall is really good. Oh, yeah, well, I got a lot of catching up. There's to like, do. there was like this one um, Friday where they had, um, I think it was Mascara Dorada and um, Girl Maya Junior, and Girl Maya Junior did this dive. Where he hits his guy and he bounces into the crowd, mm-hmm. like he just flips into the crowd, like he hits the guy and then he just like flips. Yeah, like like full yeah. on into the and crowd. Then they have Mascara Dorado follow that up, like he has a match mm-hmm. and he ends up doing even something even crazier. Oh like, my god! These guys are just like doing like the craziest shit. Do you know what my favorite all time bump into the crowd was? Is I don't know if you Freelance. remember. 
no, this, <laughs> this is way, way long ago. You know me, antiquities. Yeah. I loved the bump that Hijo del Gladiador would take. Somebody would give him a tope, and he'd take a bump into the second or third row, and he'd just lie there spread out over the fans like he's dead, like yeah. he's out like a light. That is the greatest crowd bump I have ever seen in you my know life. The new cool thing now is to like tope cranio. Have you seen? You've seen cranio. Right? Yes, I have. The big dude with the big the suit and everything. Mm-hmm. That's the new in thing. Like everybody topes him. Like they're, they've had matches where like he gets he takes three topes at, at like back to back, just three topes back to back, and he just stands there and takes them takes like them. just takes I am them. invincible until the very last one. He, he he falls for the last like one. Wonder Woman uh, like, catching yeah, the bullets. So it's, like, so it's like he did. Mascara Dorada did a tope off of him, and like the way Mascara Dorada hit him, mm-hmm. it like it looked like he just got stuck on him. <laughs> like, you know, like, he was worried, like his head just got stuck on him. So like he ends up just like flipping over like all of a sudden. It's like this. It's just this cool spot. <laughs> now um, earlier you mentioned. Chalanga mask, and I just want to say, it's a cool name. It, it I, it, I have not it's, heard it's a, a cooler name than Chalanga mask, and to the uninitiated, or rather to the the wayward and the stray dogs like me, or stray cat, I would prefer. Tell us about Chalanga mask. It's a, I think it's a company out of Chicago or some part over there. They um, they do t, they do t-shirts, wrestling t-shirts, lucha t-shirts, mm-hmm. and um, other. Mer- I think they do other merchandise. And they started running shows, I think. I think their first show might have been run in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of hooked up with this guy, um, Danny Ledesma. Mm-hmm. I've run, heard that name. He used to run, um, he used to work with DTU. Okay. And then he started a promotion called Lucha Pop, which kind of disappeared. It was it was going to be about, I think he kind of like, he likes women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Or he likes giving women wrestling a, a shot. A shot, yeah. So, because there's always these indie promoters who always want to give something new a shot. And there's a lot of guys who like giving women wrestling a shot. Because mm-hmm. there's an attraction to that. Yeah. And um, so then he disappeared for a bit. Got it. He's big into mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up and started running um, Chilango Mask as a wrestling promotion in an um, indie group in, in, um, in Mexico. And it's a really cool show. Like, they do a lot of, like... Like, they, they basically just come up with all... They were originally going to work with AAA. Mm-hmm. But then AAA, I think, must have done... They must have had a disagreement or something. So then he switched over to CMLL. So what ended up happening is, like, he ended up booking, like, stuff like Valiente versus Negro Navarro. Mm-hmm. Virus versus, like... Uh, virus versus Negro Navarro. Or Virus and Valiente versus Los Traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, Girl Maya Jr. versus Black Terror. See, this sounds sweet. He started finding, like, he started bringing in, like, guys who, like, you've never heard of, like, um, indie guys who you've never heard of, like, Impulso, Belial. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to be, like, like I would probably know, like, I knew Belial because he worked, I think, DTU. And Impulso, I haven't, I've kind of heard of prior to this. But he's somebody I've never seen that often. Then he's bringing in a guy named Tony Rodriguez. He uses Ricky Marvin. Cool. All these different guys. So it's, it's like it's like he brings in all these indie guys and he combines them with CMLL. So it ends up being like this really cool show. Like, and and where where can we acquire these? Where can we find these? You can watch. They do a, a ter, the Tercera Caída show. Mm-hmm. They do like a like a a special. Like every after every show, they do like a special. Really? Show. Yeah. So they they like they'll show the one hour show of it. Like highlights and stuff yes. like that. They'll do it on their show, like a, just a highlight package. Then they'll do a special afterwards. That is really cool. On Chilanga Mask. Then they'll like split it on YouTube and put it each 
they'll put like three or four matches on there, not the whole show. Right. Is there a YouTube channel for yeah, that? Yeah, Caida. You just look cool. Terceira cool. Caida. So it's all a Terceira Caida. Terceira Caida. They do That's all awesome. the indie stuff. Like they'll they did um, they did a TJ show. They went to a TJ show last week. The they aired Super Parker versus Ryo de Jalisco Jr. <laughs> Which is really, oh, no. oh, really no. bad. I mean, oh. they had Extreme Tiger and Halloween had to get involved. John the, Strongman Anderson get in there and bear hug them to death. The highlight of the whole show was them. They do interviews with people, so they interviewed Ryo. De, um, they interviewed Ray Mysterio Senior, mm-hmm. um, Damien Six Six Six, and Bestia Six Six Six, and they interviewed Halloween. So it's funny because uh, they had Damien Six Six Six, and at the end they interview him and and he's talking and he's he they bring a baby. <laughs> and he's holding a baby. His, his, I think it's his, his, um, his granddaughter or something. Right. And then, like afterwards, you hear, um, you see Halloween being interviewed, and he has his daughter with a mask, like uh, with a I, wrestling mask. No, her paint, face paint, or Halloween. face painted Halloween, like the pumpkin. <laughs> I love so it. So it's like it's like that's like the highlight. But the matches were like, like oh jeez. Well, I mean, the the Doctor Wagner Alley Park match was. It was yeah. alright because they had um, you yeah. know, their Ramsey. But it sounds like some really fresh TV, like oh, yeah. like something it's, new. These guys, I different. Mean, these guys love wrestling, so they're you're gonna get like clips and stuff like that. at The top ten, mm-hmm. they'll show you like the the screw ups and stuff like that, and they're just they're they're very easy. They're, they're it's easy to watch. Oh, they're, that sounds really they'll cool. They interview a couple of people. Um, they interview like um, like Solar. The Solar interview was really mm-hmm. good. There's there's a, a lot of good stuff, but that's where you can find Chilanga Mask. Um, we should talk about Guerra de, Guerra de Titanes, since that's probably what most of the 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 talk of the town is. The American crowd who listens. Okay. Triple A. The talk and, of the American crowd, yeah, I should say. Uh, since the they were Conan did a podcast and he mentioned that there was going to be a big surprise mm-hmm. to close out the show, and he basically said the big surprise was going to be um the big surprise ended up being that they brought up back the La Sociedad, mm-hmm. Dorian Roldan, Conan. Jeff and Karen Jarrett, uh, Perros and Mal are back with them. El Consejo is with mm-hmm. them, and I think um, can't remember. There's somebody else that's loosely who was part of it. That can't remember. There's Zorro. Zorro mm-hmm. turned, and he's part of the group. So it's basically the group that you know <laughs> that that ended the what was it like back when they when yeah one day one March. day one day somebody on a wrestling show is going to say next week we are going to be bring you a really big surprise and it actually will be a big surprise and i say no matter what promotion it is whether it's a lucha promotion wwe whether it's ddt i say we have a special lucha world tribute show just for for them just for surprising people (laughs) instead of having us get all oh what is it what is it well that i kind of figured it wasn't a big surprise because you know because I said it was a big surprise. A yeah, big surprise yeah. That, are never big surprises. Usually, usually. And plus, Conan didn't really talk about the... Like, they asked him, like, Corbauer's, like, really, like... He's somebody who actually wants to know yeah. about what's going on in wrestling and stuff like that. So he's asking him, so, girl, the Titanes is coming up. What, what are you guys going to do and all stuff? Well, yeah, we're going to do a show. It's um, it's a paid it's a paid show. Like, it, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Tepic, the, the city that they were at, or the, the state, paid for the, for the show. Mm-hmm. So they weren't going to... They were already paid for it. So um, Conan mentioned that initially the big angle was going to be him turning. Um, they were going to turn him babyface. Yes. And one of the babyfaces was going to turn heel, but the guy who was going to turn heel decided he didn't want to turn heel. Mm-hmm. So everybody assumes it was Messias. Right. But I'm kind of thinking, La Parca. The guys involved were La Parca. Pero, so they ended up turning Paraguayo Junior. But mm-hmm. I mean, the guys who were in it were Paraguayo Junior, Cibernético, La Parca, and Messias. Mm-hmm. 
Because all those guys were heels before. Yeah. I don't really get why they would turn want not want to do it. So yeah, I mean, I'm 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 some flimsy. I'm I'm with the mind, and I know this isn't really an old school new school thing because I know there's a lot of promotions. I mean, Tennessee for one would turn people face to heel, face to heel. Well, like the whole crazy. villain. Bill Dundee, the, your, exactly, your and I just think I I think that's a mistake only because I go back to being to when I was a kid and didn't know that much about wrestling. A heel face uh, turn didn't happen every day in L.A., and so when it did happen, yeah. it was exciting. It was like, oh my god! Like, and usually it came out of nowhere. It wasn't they weren't telling you next week? Big surprise. Yeah, mine was. I, I, I probably. Uh, but you know what it is? It's 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 a different era now because I mean we most of the people who didn't know about them yeah. being a big surprise. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they weren't listening to the yeah, podcast. but also but, they weren't listening to podcasts. But I do think that that uh, territories back then, if they turned faces and heels too much. It seemed like desperation, yeah. like oh, he's not working out as working out as a face. Uh, let's turn him back. Let's turn him back. <laughs> and it took intensity away from the storyline. Yeah. You're good. You're bad. Make up your fucking mind if you're a nice guy or a bad guy. But so when it did happen in L.A., just once in, once in a while, it's like holy cow. Yeah, like, you, Kinji Shibuya is a good man now. Yeah, you're, 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 and that's the thing. Like when you look at the guys who are on the. In AAA, mm-hmm. there really isn't anybody that's going to shock you. They turn heel or babyface. Yeah, because they've all been that. And you know, like, and then the thing with Conan, like Conan turning, like, I don't know, like, I'm not sure if he understands because when he's talking about like all these other guys, like who booked and they put themselves over, like the mm-hmm. other bookers, guys who took the book and they think that them turning or doing whatever, winning the belt would change the business. Yes, I don't know how Conan turning was going to make a big. No, difference. I don't see that either. I just don't. I, I don't, don't see it. He can't wrestle. I mean, what's going to happen? I mean, yeah, sure, you could get the one... Um, if he does a match with the, where there's a whole p- bunch of people yeah, involved... Yeah, you know, that but, one match. But, like, yeah, one match, but not on a regular basis. Yeah, it's like, it, it would have... T- you can't just do it all of a sudden, either. Yeah. That's something you have to, like, plan ahead of. And, I mean, he's, he's got a booking mind. He should he should focus on that. And he, he's great on the mic, but, I mean... somebody talked him out of it. Like, somebody told him, yeah, we've got... Oh, they okay, need, yeah. They need him to, like, be a heel when they turn to in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Which is another, that's going to be a, t- I think we're going to have to do a podcast like dedicated just to <laughs> understand that whole concept. Yeah. Because apparently they're going to have to book completely yeah, different. Maybe, yeah, maybe one of the upcoming podcasts, we should spend some time on that one. Just that discussing cool. the whole Triple A. Yeah. <laughs> how they're going to do this. Oh, the other thing that happened in Triple A was um, Eureka um, decided to quit Triple A, the Exotico, one of the Exoticos. Uh-huh. He was in a match. They were going to have a big hair match, cage mm-hmm. match. That was going to be Exoticos and um, the women. Yes. And apparently Eureka um, decided to quit. He was the one that was going to drop his hair. Oh, was he not going to get anything for it? Or I don't know, but um, he did a he did a show after, like on the Sunday. That same, uh, I think it was, mm-hmm. might have been Sunday, they did a special on um, Tercera Caída. And he was being interviewed because he appeared at another indie show. An indie show held in front of a church. I love it. Gotta love it. And it actually looked pretty cool. The show looked That is cool. cool. So he was working with a bunch of indie guys and CMLL people. And he, they asked him, so what happened? Why didn't you go to um, um, AAA's Get Out of Titan? It's like, I'm just ecstatic. I am happy. I, I've never been, I've never felt better to be gone from that promotion. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I don't wow. Know. I don't wow. know. What must, I guess he must have not wanted to drop his hair and they must have like talk, tried, they must have been talking him into doing it. So then, yeah, um, I wonder if there was no financial incentive because usually, usually, I mean that that's kind of yeah. I people mean, want to drop their hair because you know of that. the women I can understand because a lot of women won't do it. Yeah, so I could and you know not for anything, but I can't see Jennifer Blake 
Taya Valkyrie, mm-hmm. sexy star. And Fabi Apache, we already know, wouldn't drop her hair. Yeah. She already did it once. She wasn't going to do it again. Like, she, she's one of those people who won't drop her hair. Like, she has, she'll throw a hissy fit. Mm-hmm. So then, like, then you go to the Exoticos, and it's like, Pimpinella would drop it on a dime. Mm-hmm. And I think Mamba would do it, too. And then you have Eureka, who can't, uh, didn't just... Just... Yeah, so they... Conan ended up telling Pimpinella that... They asked Pimpinella to do it. And he mm-hmm. said he was okay with it. So then, so then apparently Conan made the mistake of saying the wrong name. And I get... Like, no as, way. As they were getting ready to uh-huh. go. And the person that, that he accidentally said was going to drop the hair uh-huh. threw a hissy fit and he actually cried. And oh, like, no. And he's like, he's, like, he's like, no, no, I meant Pimpinella. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's where I uh, that's where I have full sympathy for Booker's yeah. is trying to keep everybody happy. Oh, I don't envy and that it, job. It's like I said, I want to bet based off of knowing women mm-hmm. with Doctor uh, Doctor Lucha Steve Sims when he said Estrellita was going to drop her hair to um. Yeah, pole. you know very I well. Mean, you look at Estrellita and her, she's not somebody's going to drop her hair. No, no, like but Amapola Wood, Amapola and I Wood. still, she's still my 2013 crush. Yeah. Amapola, she Marcella is. Marcella would drop her hair. Mm-hmm. Sarah Stock, I kind of don't think she mm-hmm. would do it, but I think she would probably if she got paid well. And- some women, I don't think, realize that there are some women... When they shave their heads, if they have beautifully... They don't look that, yeah, they don't look oh, that bad. There's two people I think of right away. Uh, Amapola didn't look bad. She looked... Yeah, she, she still looked, looked really... Still looked it, it brought out her face yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Um, uh, Are you going to talk about porn? No. <laughs> No, I'm actually gonna. I'm, I'm actually. Wrestling? I'm actually gonna say. Say when I was in the. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out bald women. When I was when Sinead I. O'Connor. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, oh god. Well, no. my sister-in-law shaved her head at one point about uh-huh. seven years ago. She, uh, she's Jamaican. She had the most beautifully shaped head. She yeah. looked, and it brought her eyes out a lot. Uh, then when I was, uh, you know, getting chemo, which. Hallelujah was over five years ago. I'm almost at the five year remission point. Bitching. Congrats, congrats. Thank you. Um, there was, you know, uh, most of the people either wear hats or kind of scarves over their head. Yeah. Not a lot of people wore wigs because they're very expensive. But there was one Asian. Should have worn a wig. wig pe- <laughs> I think that would have been great. But here, like a mo- just different wigs, like a mohawk. I I, I, I thought of I thought of getting one just to be funny, yeah, but yeah. they're expensive. If they weren't, I would have. Uh, yeah. um, I should have gotten one of those Espectro wigs or something. Yeah, just like a Halloween. Yeah. Like get the spinal tap hair. <laughs> but there was this one woman, I, I she looked, uh, you know, Asian-American. I, I want to guess Japanese. I'm not certain. But she's probably like in her mid to late 40s. And she just came in proudly with the shaved head. And, oh, my gosh, she was beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. I mean just beautiful, beautiful. And she wasn't somebody who... You know, was dressing all dressed to kill or anything like that. Just an average woman, but something about the shape of her head. I said, "Wow, you should keep it shaved even after." You know, you know uh, I should mention Gerard the Titan's um, sexy star looked amazing for somebody who just had really. She looked like she 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 has her her hair's now brown. Uh-huh. She's a brunette now, but she looked her physically. She looked far better than you would expect like, in the, uh, for somebody who just had a kid in the tradition of Lola Gonzalez and uh, Lady Apache yeah. looking dynamite yeah. after like, giving birth Lady birth. Apache still looks amazing too. she looks amazing yeah. And, yeah and and for a long time I'll, I'll never forget when Lola Gonzalez was still wrestling and hearing she was a grandmother I was laughing I'm going uh, wow they, they interviewed Lady Apache and she, mm-hmm. she was she, they were asked her why she left CMLL and mm-hmm. she said because they weren't paying her well mm-hmm. and I'm like well you know 
<laughs> the indie indies and AAA don't pay that well if you're not a, a top of the yes. card person. I mean, it's not a lot of people aren't making a lot of money. I don't think anybody's making that much yeah. money, and you know, I'm, I'm sure the top dogs in AAA are making. I think the foreigners are making money. Yeah, because I mean, why would they stay in Mexico? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's definitely not the golden age. I remember like late seventies, early eighties, yeah. uh, knowing wrestlers like uh, Adrian Street and Bobby Lane going to Mexico when UWA was riding high and just being astounded at the payoffs they were being given. I mean, they were being given huge money, plus money to spend. They were they were taken to yeah, eat. Jack, and- Jack Evans put up a rant about that. He's like, "How did these guys live off of this stuff?" It was another era. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he was just amazed. You know, Labelle had the connection with Japan, and Mike Labelle also had the connection with. Uh, uh, UWA. Wow. Uh, and the wrestler's first pick was hoping that they'd be asked to do a Japan tour. And, yeah. it, you know, you had to have good, really good attitude, really good. Like Tom Pritchard was sent to Japan. But a good runner-up uh, was going to UWA for a few weeks. And at that time... Because yeah, they were working the, every day. Working every day, yeah. and they said they were treated wonderfully. They Yeah, Solar was talking about how great, what a great... um promotion the the guy in charge on was it francisco flores yes yes he was saying how what an amazing person that guy was he's like he's like this guy this guy would pay you even if if the building was empty he would pay you yes oh one of the funniest stories i ever heard is um about 30 years ago uh tom hankins and i gave boogaloo tom shaft a ride home from bakersfield and uwa came up and he had wrestled there as a tag team with armand hussein i think they did they did like an uh like a Middle Eastern gimmick of yeah. some kind. And he said, he said they're done wrestling for the first week and I uh, can't remember how long they were there, but uh, they, they gave him envelopes with cash. And I'll never, I'll never forget uh, the way Tom Schaff said, it says, I saw all these bills in there and I just shouted, Hussein, they made a mistake. <laughs> and he says, we got to find, we got to find the promoter. And he says, why? And he says, they gave us too much money. They're going to get upset when they figure it out. <laughs> and then Hussein said, no, you don't understand. This is Mexico. This is the payoff. It's- and he was blown away because he said he had never gotten a payoff even remotely that big. Wow. And it wasn't because of the peso. <laughs> Getting more money based off. Pay. No, no, no. It was good. Like uh, I, I had one friend who actually went there. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, uh-huh. I would go to Juarez, and like you would bust out two bucks just to buy like action figures, like two bucks, oh, two bucks, like just buy like Star Wars action yes, figures. Yes, exactly. Oh, totally. Well, uh, they would I, say like I remember it would say like five hundred pesos, like, five hundred pesos, and I would look around like, man, how am I going to afford this? <laughs> Like no, here three bucks. <laughs> I knew I had a. Friend, I don't know what the difference was. Uh, I knew a guy, Bobby Lane, who went there uh, for a few weeks, and they just put a mask on him and called him something like yeah. I, like Dragon Day Oro, if I remember yeah. right. Is a dragon something gimmick? They didn't even use him that high up in the card, and he, and he said the the American equivalent. He's getting eight hundred a week, and hotel paid, uh, yeah. food paid, that kind of stuff. So it was a, you know, I think. If there ever is another golden era like that in Mexico, it's a long ways off. <laughs> well, not not according to Paraguayo Jr. He thinks it's going to happen next year. <laughs> but he's been wrong like so many times. I still I still laugh when um, I how the how Paraguayo Jr.'s career like just disappeared. Like 
I mean, he's improved the last year. Yeah. He's actually, he's actually done a little more to, like, revive his career. But, I mean, remember when he started Pearls That Mall, like, the promotion? Oh, God, yeah. Everybody, remember? Everybody thought he was going to be the guy who was going to turn the business around. And, and like, remember, there, there were people... That was a promotion that was going to change everything. And, like, nobody even jumped with him. Like, everybody was like, no. Right, right. And remember, people were... Com- uh, Northern California, old traditional fans were comparing him to Ray Stevens. And no, that phrase about- doesn't... I'm talking about like like when he was going to do the whole uh, promotion. Oh, I'm not sorry. The, okay, not the, not okay. The group, not no, the, I'm, the promotion. I'm, okay, like, gotcha. Like four or five years ago, when he was like, he was supposedly like going to be the person that was going to save the the lucha. Oh, okay. Was I like, was thinking along the lines of how his career looked so promising, and then he oh, had, no, he wrestler, had all his problems. As a wrestler, know? I mean, when he was good, I mean, I remember when people used to ask me. Was his dad as good as him? And I was mm-hmm. like, no. Don't ask me if his dad was as good as him. Ask me the other way. Is this guy as good? Because he's as good yeah. as Pearl Guayo Jr. was. Even when he was, like, hot, mm-hmm. he wasn't anywhere near as good as his dad. Like, his dad was fucking amazing. Yes. Like, his dad is, like, a top ten guy, like, all time in Lucha Libre. Oh, God. And and just to see him in front of a live crowd, how people go crazy yeah. for Senior. I mean, and, just, just... And Junior had that. Junior yes. has that. Junior has that. And he still has that because he has the charisma to mm-hmm. carry he can't work at the level that his dad like like what he lost in the last couple of years with the injuries and all mm-hmm. that was he lost the ability to work at that oh, level that's he a can't shame. work at that level that is and that's bad. the problem with AAA right now that they don't have like, mm-hmm. they have Messias and Tejano Jr. so if you turn that's the other thing if they were going to turn Messias heel mm-hmm. you're basically putting both your best workers as, as heels right and that kind of like although that's not a big deal because the heel kind of carries the no it's the, true so it's not, it's not that big a deal so so what else do we want to talk about before we decide... Before we wrap it up? Wrap it up. I don't know. I think we hit uh, quite a few... Oh, Volador Jr. is a technical? That's true. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I think we hit everything. You're not watching... I have, since I haven't watched it, but I will say that is one thing I've been hearing about. Oh, you about. know, well, well, we should talk about Sin Cara. We talked about it. Yes, <laughs> yes. This, this kind of involves Sin Cara, I mean, because mm-hmm. Volador Jr. was always mentioned as a guy who was going to go to WWE, and um, he never did. And, I mean, Volador Jr., that's a good-looking dude. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a. I mean, for he's, all the people, he's, he's one. He's, there was no loss yeah, in his mask. No loss. I mean, people who kind of got carried away was, oh, he's gonna drop his mask. But I mean, he's a he's a good-looking dude. I mean, he's still gonna be a star no matter. Oh yeah. What. But uh, th- with the Sin Cara thing, the reason I wanted because because Mystico the the whole Mystico two Sin Cara thing is now that they're they're gonna be like I guess they're trying to get they're trying to use Volador Junior to like elevate Mystico two. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Sin Cara thing where it's like. WWE suddenly lost interest in the whole Sin Cara the, phenomenon. The, the original Sin Cara. Yeah, They're, they still like the Sin Cara character. They just don't like the guy who's right. doing the character. And um, how that guy has just dropped off the map. I mean, two years. Amazing. See, that's what I'd like to see. I remember. Uh, you know, the great thing though, I will say, is that he's still like my site gets more hits based off Sin Cara than anybody. Does else. it really? Like, like five times the wow. but it's a WWE story like I'm sure if, yeah. if I wrote anything <gasps> you know the inter- if, I wrote, if I only wrote WWE stuff I'd probably be making a lot a lot of money off of it's that it's interesting <laughs> I, I was I was on a podcast with Dylan Hales and David Musgrave it was their annual Hall of Fame podcast yeah. and they're talking was four hours long yeah, it was long. It was long. <laughs> it was two fun. Half, I had yeah, a blast. Two and a half hours. It was a blast, but it was long. It's an energy type of. Yeah, like, I was telling them they should they should cut it into episodes, like play forty five minutes of it each week, so it's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's something that they could actually because 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 no matter how fasting something is, if it gets too long, you yeah. you, you lose even the most passionate. But uh, the subject came up of Mystico and. 
they were saying, do you think this Sin Cara uh, WWE debacle will ruin his chances for ever being in a Hall of Fame? And I'm saying yes. I, I, it, it can hurt it, but it depends what happens when he goes back yeah, to Mexico. Post what happens. He yeah, still has, he it, still has. He's still at the stage where he still has at least 10, 15, 20 more years. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. And, and it's similar to the Jerry Jarrett thing. I, 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 I think it's silly when people use the argument that Jerry Jarrett shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because as good as he was in Memphis, TNA didn't work. And I'm saying, okay. Yeah, one, but that's different. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. different. But you know what I mean? One wing yeah. of your career doesn't work, but if another works really well, yeah. I Jerry Jarrett had – with Jerry Jarrett, right? Yes. He had what, like – 30, 40 years exactly. of... Exactly. Exactly. It's a reverse... TNA not working wasn't his... It's, like, exactly. It wasn't the... It wasn't his... That was basically him But people already. actually use that argument. It's kind of him coming back and saying, you know what, I'm going to come back and do this, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, the basketball player. Yes. I do know that <laughs> I, one. Yeah. I do know that one. Nobody remember is going to remember Michael Jordan, the Washington Wizard. Yes, yes. Because everybody knows he had, like... What was it? From 1984, and even before that, Mm -hmm. in college, he was fantastic at college. But from 1984 to 1998, he has 14 years where he was really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. So nobody's going to remember, oh, they remember the Washington Wizard thing as something that was, oh, look at this guy's coming back to to give it another try. And he was doing it because he was the owner. He was trying to make more money for for his um, team. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's not, it's not, you don't think about it. Yeah, and one, that's the thing. I, I, I think, I think... People who are, say, Hall of Fame material, whether you're a wrestler or your promoter, I don't think you get that way by, way by not taking risks. Sometimes yeah. you take a risk and it's going to fail. That doesn't mean that your your legacy is a failure. You, yeah. you, other stuff succeed. It's just, yeah, and so like with Saint Car, I mean, I think like if you're if you retired now, yeah, he's not going to make yeah, the Hall definitely. of Fame. Definitely. I, mean, I mean, there's no way. This guy is he got more he got screwed worse than the WCW luchadors. God, yes, the WCW <laughs> luchadors. As bad as WCW didn't use some of those guys, mm-hmm. you still have a lot of fans from that era who remember that fondly. Mm-hmm. They can, I mean, I've been on, um, there's this, um, the De- Death Valley Driver message mm-hmm. board. We've been, um, a couple of guys have been posting all this um, WCW, like the B shows, mm-hmm. like, or even like the C shows, like Saturday Night, Thun- um, not Thunder, Thunder was, mm-hmm. Thunder was technically one of the, the B shows. Um, <laughs> thunder the wor- Worldwide, worldwide, um, Pro and mm-hmm. they're posting all this stuff and you're seeing like Super Calo Lee's Mark. I, I watched the Lee's Mark Junior versus um, it was a trios match and Lee's Mark Junior was so fucking amazing mm-hmm. back then. I mean, what ha- that guy just dropped. And like, I heard that they buried him even more because he they wanted him to drop his mask and he was unwilling. And I don't was, know if that's true. And this was back, that, that I'm guessing that probably happened because yeah. he was really good. And then you know when they start losing interest. You lose interest, and it shows in your in your what you do in the ring. Because that guy was amazing. Like the first couple of matches mm-hmm. he was having was amazing. Super Calo, the Villanos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people remember them more fondly than they do Sin Cara. Sin Cara's like, oh, the guy who bro- who the guy who has an action figure with a with, with, a, with a, a sling, sling on it. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Oh, the guy who fucked up the 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 jumping in off the trampoline into right. the ring. Yeah, that guy. It's like nobody remembers. Do you remember a memorable match of Sin Cara? You know, the most memorable reason is uh, for the wrong one is his mask versus mask against the other Sin Cara that was, was so terribly handled. How it was in Mexico and, and it's still it's just, yeah, they they I, I I I crack up whenever I hear talk about uh, uh, WWE wanting to cater to the Latinos and promote their own lucha. They don't know they don't lucha want from yeah, they, they don't knew, know their head look, from their if ass. They knew lucha. 
Sin Cara right now wouldn't be Hunico. Exactly. They would have just transitioned it to um, Samurai Del Sol, who's Kalisto, mm-hmm. who's in their in their developmental, who's already a, a lot. What they want in Sin Cara is to be a flashy luchador. Mm-hmm. Unico isn't flashy. Unico right. is a, and Conan had mentioned it. He's like, he's a nice guy and all. And I think that's why he's like, he's well-liked. He's like, he's like, but he's not flashy. And the Sin Cara character, to me, Sin Cara character is, who should be doing that is either that dude, Callisto in, um, in um, Sam, Samurai Del Sol, mm-hmm. who does have the flashiness, or you're going to get Mascara Dorada. Mm-hmm. And let him be Mascara Dorada. Yes. As Sin Cara. You're not going to get like these other, because, I mean... This other you can't have like this generic dude who's doing the Sinkara character exactly. And then the other thing is they're not going to do it anyways, so they're going to fuck it up anyways. Yeah, they're just going <laughs> to mess it. No matter who they put yeah. it under the mask, they, I just they love, could they could put the most brilliant wrestler under the mask and still mess. I it just up. love how WWE is like, we'll just give it to this guy and cover up his arm tattoo. Like, <laughs> yes, he's, he's got a tattoo. Two weeks later, he's got this. Do you realize how long it takes to put together that tattoo? It's like it doesn't take. I I. I think we've seen enough tattoo shows on, on television where even people who don't have tattoos know that it doesn't happen that quickly. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's not something that happens all of a sudden. Yeah. And then, like, the, even the build and everything, it's like, dude, this guy's, like, a lot bigger, yeah. you know? A message to people out there with lots of tattoos, or no, people who want to really stand out. 20 years ago, yeah, having tattoos all over yourself made you stand out. Now, if you don't have tattoos, people will go, whoa, not one tattoo. What's the story behind that? And you know the thing is, I'm starting to hate, like, there's some guys who just, like, have these like a weird random tattoos mm-hmm. and it's like and then like they want to do some sort of gimmick with them and it's like it doesn't work with the yeah, tattoos like yes. it's like this guy has tattoos why have the gimmick exactly or, yes like, it doesn't yes. work you know it doesn't work <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to tell you um, Ray Mysterio I was watching his um, tag match he teamed with Big Show okay, yeah. this past Monday they wrestled um, Goldust, Goldust and Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, they went over them, right? Yeah. yeah. Ray Mysterio looked amazing. Did he really? He still looks amazing. Like, that dude's the awesome. Oh, I'll have to watch yeah, the replay he did tomorrow a, he did a base. Uh, it's a spot that I think Mascara Dorada and Sombra have done where they do mm-hmm. a baseball slide on the, on the, on the, on the ring, mm-hmm. the, on yes. the ring, on the mat. And they, they do a baseball slide and they slide onto the guy stand, like on the outside. Well, what Ray does is he did a slide and he did a, a splash onto the guy oh wow onto Cody Rhodes Sweet. which is awesome it, it, really good I, that's actually that's the one thing I like about WWE they're doing the tag team division and Goldust and Cody Rhodes are really good as a tag team I've been hearing a lot of good yeah, stuff really about good. them and then Big Show Big Show and that's well guy. I love that they have Big Show and Rey Mysterio Rey because Mysterio. I, I don't know if you remember at one point when Big Show was a baby face in WCW they were gonna have, have them team, team with, and like be the big enforcer saying you can't push Rey Mysterio around with a big guy like this and then they just dropped it and, and I know, thought that was such a great that's idea watching old WCW Saturday Night and War White stuff mm-hmm. you see the Big Show and it's like, as the giant, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, this guy was awesome. Yes, like There's, there's yes. like this five-minute match where him versus Ming, mm-hmm. and they're just beating the shit out of each other. Like, just beating the crap out of each other, and then everybody does a run-in. Like, because it was, it was before um, World War Three. Yes. The, the, what was it, like, 90 or 60-man battle royal or something? Three-ring battle royal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And they had a Kurt Henning take a bump off of Rick, a Ric Flair chop, and the Ric Flair chop, like, they're standing outside the ring, mm-hmm. so Ric Flair gives chops him, mm-hmm. and Kurt Henning does the bump, and he bumps onto the ring. Wow! So he jumps onto the ring. <laughs> oh, like, I love it! it was like I love it! You forget <laughs> you, you you see all this stuff. It's like, oh god, this stuff was so I, much better. Th- that was the last time where I remember just getting really excited, like 
oh, it's Monday night. Yeah, you know, like, it's Monday night. You know, it's, it's just yeah. And there's just a bunch of stuff that you find. And that's the great thing about YouTube. You can find all the stuff. Like, exactly. You, know, you can find yeah. like Raven beating up Kaz Hayashi. <laughs> oh, fun. before we go, I just want to make a quick mention. One, there's a uh, there's a site on Facebook called Re- uh, Wrestling Memories Tribute Page. It's basically just a, a site that posts photos of wrestlers who have passed and just you know. Uh, they update it pretty frequently. They, you know, say wrestlers who have passed recently. They, pre- you know, print short obits of wrestlers who passed cool. many years ago. Yeah, it's a really nice site, and it's not just, uh, you know, the Strangler Lewis and Davy Boy Smiths. It's like even the most minute indie wrestler they will mention. I always find it interesting when I like you're reading the Observer and somebody passed away, mm-hmm. and it's like you've never heard of them, but then they still. You they still, still get some mention, yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. I, I was jazzed. They have because when I first discovered the page, uh, I found Larry Doyle on there, and I was very touched that somebody took the time to. Oh wow! Uh, well, uh, I went on the page a few nights ago and saw that they, they had just printed or they just posted it on Facebook a few nights ago, but. Uh, apparently, last March, a wrestler that I used to watch when I was a kid, who was one of LA's many jobbers, Hector Lamas, uh, had passed away at the oh, age wow. of 74, and just kind of wanted to give him a salute. He, uh, I know he worked the Northern California territory here and there, doing TV jobs, and uh, the last time I saw him wrestle, I think, it was in 1981 for Carl Lauer's local indie promotion. And the last time I actually saw him was when Dr. Jerry Graham was conducting a workout at the at the prison gym, as we called it, oh, because it was a gym where boxers trained uh, like the fourth floor. And uh, it used to be a prison. So, right. yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd change your clothes in a cell. There, there, there's pictures of a young Kurt Brown shirtless. In a I am so pissed in hindsight. Why didn't I ever do that? Why didn't I? Do that? No, seriously, you could get dressed in a prison cell. I love how there's like a Dr. Jerry Graham picture. And you and I think I think it's his is it his yes son? yes that's at the prison gym and then him and you're all shirtless and I'm like yeah <laughs> I think I might have posted on there that hey, oh, Kurt, why are every, every pic of you is with you shirtless shirtless <laughs> being beaten up by a yes, big, yes. Uh, an older man yes. and his son and I kept thinking I, man if we were if this was the internet of the early era of pro wrestling I'd be on TMZ baby be, I'd be on TMZ you'd be making a ton of money that's off right of that. that's right <laughs> Daddy Bear slaps mm-hmm. Cub no oh that was the one taken in Mike Sharp's backyard yeah yeah. Uh, but uh, Hector Lamas was uh, was just kind of sitting and observing the workout, and I um, and I remember just like, oh my god, Hector Lamas, what's he doing there? And and he was, I think he wasn't wrestling anymore, just kind of hanging to say hey to people, but still looked very good. He aged very well, and I don't know if, we, if he ever really wrestled full time, but you know he is part of the SoCal scene, and I know he's on some of the lucha shows, and so just wanted to give a salute. To it's Hector Lamas. It's curious how they find all this stuff. They find a lot of stuff. I mean, I could understand, like, yes. the big names, because that's always going to be reported. But I, I'm guessing now with Facebook, it's a lot easier. Yeah, I, I, about a year ago, I did a search for this wrestler named Tiger Longoria, who wrestled in... Is he any, any relation to Ava Longoria? <laughs> when, I, when I heard her name the first time, I said, Tiger Longoria's great there's, granddaughter there's or something? There's a baseball player named Evan Longoria. Yes, that's right. Which I always used to laugh. I was like, Evan Longoria. Evan and Ava. Evan and Ava. Yeah. But uh, I, I did I the most I could find was maybe two results on all of the internet. Yeah. But uh, he passed away earlier this year, and they knew about it. I 
I, I think they have multiple sources, but no, it's a it's a page to check out because it's it's a very nice uh, you know tribute to wrestlers whether they were in the most minute indie promotion or the biggest time. Do they have like the list of all everyone or just the they just update? What it is is they just put photos. Like, they have an album for yeah. each oh, year, okay. the year of each one's oh, passing. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually do have the older ones, like the yes, they do. Oh, not... they have people who passed albums for people who passed away, like in the forties, fifties, sixties. They're actually trying to update it. I yes, think. yes, oh. they're continuing. I thought, I thought it, it was like something. Oh, we just started. You know, Facebook. We just started. Let's start from this point. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so they yes. happened before then. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I mean, not not for anything, but a lot of that. Oh, stuff. Uh, yeah. Social media is a lot of work. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, and I know, I know he must have multiple sources, and I. Uh, I you know. Well, you know the cool thing is that when you're when you have a website or something like that, people actually contact you to like tell you about this mm-hmm. person. Like, I know like a lot of luchadors. I've had like kids of their like they were like surprised. Like we might we might have mentioned something and mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Oh my god, you're talking about my my dad." And do you have any more information? I was like, "No, I don't really have a lot of information because it's always, I know it's I, always like the most the most unknown person that you don't like. You might have found the information. and that must be so frustrating. Yeah. You have somebody. Like, I, well, uh, Mondo Lopez's daughters, I guess, yeah. have been looking for footage of him. It's a shame there isn't anything. Yeah. Uh, th- there's a, a guy whose uncle was Carl Heisinger, who died in the early 70s. And, and he's looking for footage. He's looking, but, you know, it's, a, remember, it's a shame that you, you can't find most, stuff. The most famous one I dealt with was, um, God, who's the guy who's in Memphis that, um, he's in the documentary. Um, the guy who was in the 60s. Uh, Sputnik Monroe? Yeah, him. Yes. Sputnik Monroe, a relative of his, contacted me for footage. He's one guy I wish I could have met. Yeah, and I was like, no, sorry, I don't have any. Wow. But it was like, it was one of those things, like, you get contacted by the most random people. It's like, you're like, holy shit, is this real? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, some of them won't be real, you yeah. know, as, as, from what we well, know about like people. Conan, like the Conan, when Conan emailed me and I didn't know who it was. Like, <laughs> That's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, right. Because well, I mean, oh. it, it's... It's Charles Ashenoff, and it's like, yeah, you know, you think, oh, maybe it's maybe it's not him, maybe it's him. This happened years ago before I met him, right? Like that. But it's like you don't because he just tells you, oh, somebody told me. <laughs> they don't tell you who told them, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, that's our. That's anyways, our, there's our there's our show. Everybody have a totally happy a holidays. totally happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, a total rock and Kwanzaa, and a very merry Yolank and the pacifying space god Festivus. Uh, keep it good. And, and we should, by the time we do the next show, we should have more on Sinkara. Exactly, <laughs> a lot more, a lot more. Oh, it'll be interesting. So. Until then, keep it completely surreal, and let's oh, let's all say hello to the Superboy family who posted the greatest Thanksgiving pic on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yes, yes, that was great. And we will see you, cats, in two thousand fourteen.